0: It's Carcon Carny.
1: Let's meet in the car. It's Carcon Carny, and now here's the star of our show, James Van
0: Welcome to Carcon Carny, episode seven hundred sixteen. I'm James Van Osel. This episode rolling out on a Wednesday night. Tomorrow morning is Thursday morning. Thursday, March 24th. Join me bright and early as we reveal, we unveil the Ravinia 2022 lineup with an episode recorded right on the grounds of Ravinia Festival in Highland Park. Super cool stuff. That's tomorrow morning. Super cool stuff happening right now. The band is Damager. They are a three-piece. We have uh, two-thirds of Damager tonight. We have Dan and Garrison on the new album is best team or new release is best team in baseball it came out a handful of months ago gentlemen nice to see you thanks james thanks for having us great to be here i i don't want to bury the lead you're headlining g-man on saturday the 26th mere days away if you're, if you're watching or listening you're doing that let's that's what's in the future let's start at the beginning the origin story is this band essentially a quarantine baby
2: Yeah, I think so. Uh, Coincidentally, uh, Garrison and I actually went to college together uh, at Kansas and didn't meet each other until we were both in Chicago. Um, I came up to visit DePaul. Wait, wait. So are
0: you talking University of Kansas and Lawrence? Yeah, yeah. I got kicked out of there. We we have uh, a lot in common. You and Paul Rudd. uh He got kicked out of Kansas, too. No, I think he just left. Okay, uh, He's like, I'm too cool for this. No, after, um, after two years, they invited me not to come back. <laughs> what did you do? Uh, nothing, nothing academic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, but, yeah, uh,
2: I had probably, I think we, I had been in the same room as Garrison's other band, Jean-Claude and the Eclairs, playing uh, in Kansas when we were in college, but never met. Uh, until the fateful night in January 2020 um, I I came up to visit DePaul uh, for for pursuing their grad program uh, in film directing um, and stayed with a friend of mine who works with Garrison or worked with Garrison at the time and he introduced me he's like you know you guys both went to KU Um, and we started talking about music then Um, I don't know what what do you remember from that Garrison
1: yeah, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, we, we, we met at Nisei Lounge, so shout out to Nisei Lounge for uh, setting us up. But yeah, it, it was just a great conversation and immediately found that there was someone who I could, like, collaborate with and understand from a musical perspective, but also just personally. So shout out to Dan for being an incredibly creative person. But yeah, we just, like, were talking about the things that we were interested in and it just kind of clicked, right? So decided that, you know, after he, I guess, committed to DePaul, that we would start something and... Um, Definitely like, loved all the music that he was creating then. I think Dan is probably one of the most prolific songwriters I've ever met. Um, I've played in a band for a while where like we, we have put out 10 songs, and Dan has put out at least 100 songs in the matter of like, <laughs> years. So something really special there. Just about the amount of like creative content someone can create. That's pretty amazing.
0: Hey, do you really write that that much? Uh, <laughs> I may write that much. Not all of them
2: are good, you know, but <laughs> not all of them are deemed to be damager material. But like I have hidden projects and things that you know d- that go under under the under the radar. So
0: because um, that does sound prolific. Like, how do you catalog this stuff as you go? Are you do you have a like a notebook in your back pocket? Are you voice noting on your phone? What are you doing?
2: Uh, you know, I'm just I'll just sit at this computer uh, and just like I'll I'll start with a riff and I'll arrange and build a song like as I'm recording it. Essentially, like I'm not like a sort of traditional like do the demo with my acoustic and I've got the whole song and then build it later. It's more like, Oh, this is a cool riff. What's going to happen if I just keep doing this? Like if I keep messing with this and I could add a synth line here and then the synth line becomes a thing and just kind of all tumbles out from that. Um, although like lately writing new damager material has been a little bit more traditional, um, working with Garrison and an Adam, uh, Adam White, our drummer who couldn't be on this call, unfortunately, but, um, these guys like really inspiring me to write more stuff and like giving me new ideas. So I'll be at home and it'll have a same kind of process where I'll like start with maybe the riff or a progression or something and kind of write out from there. But they've been helping me like build songs in a more complete full sense, like as a band.
0: So things started to click at the beginning of 2020. Anything happen after that? That was interesting. <laughs>
2: um yeah I just got really into making smoothies um (laughs) no um yeah i was we were i was still in uh my hometown st charles missouri uh, st louis area um wait is that where
0: no is that where noah's ark is
2: yes it was noah's ark was wow that's a that's a deep cut thank you um (laughs) shout out to all my, my my friends from the chuck who know about noah's ark um yeah we were like sending music back and forth uh over the course of the summer uh and uh yeah, by the time I showed up in august um sort of like every now and then would would chat about like doing a you know our project together and work on some stuff here and there and started writing songs and starting writing songs for the for the damager project um at that point and went through a few. Like actually, some, some like other styles, like I was really into like trying to write post-punk music at the very beginning, um, mm-hmm. and or like new wavy stuff because I'm like really into uh, Joy Division and Depeche mode and things like that. Um, who isn't?: Right. You know? <laughs> happy, happy people. <laughs>
0: well, you're, you're talking to a guy who spent his Monday night at Gary Newman this week. How was that? Amazing. Love amazing. Gary. He's going to outlive all of us. He's like 65 years old and he acts like he's 40 years younger than that. I'm trying to
2: I'm trying to steal the aesthetic from the Tubeway Army album cover, like like the platinum blonde hair and all Fantastic. black. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah, I,
0: I'm feeling it. So all right. So you started out in that post-punk kind of vibe. Uh-huh. Or new wavy kind of vibe.
2: Yeah. Um, and I but there were a couple songs that I mean, I think maybe between Garrison and I, there's like a There's like a major like Weezer Green Day appreciation um, that kind of always seems to crop up too. like at least three of the songs that were on Best Human Baseball were actually written around the same time, um, which includes Liquor Song and Heaven Going. And those songs were more like up tempo rock, like, you know, very rhythm guitar based. Um, And so we've kind of continued more towards that direction. Um and also we're trying to be a four piece for a while and then it was sort of got a little too hard to s- schedule and get our uh, second guitarist um and then there was a one day where we were practicing and just like I love being a three piece is fun. Maybe we should maybe we should just do this. Um which I think Gary enjoys.
1: Yeah, as a bassist being uh, in a three piece is so much more like I don't know, elevating because you get to play some more of like the sure. uh, counter melodies. Versus like playing in like a four piece or even a five piece playing in some like funkier bands where there's just like, you know, six other people jamming. Like you just really lay down like the heart of the track and keep the beat. But when you're playing in a three piece, you have opportunity to like do some like bass solo stuff or some more riffing and mm-hmm. just super creative and fun. And like playing live with amateur has been like a huge blast for me.
0: That's a great perspective. And I, I do hear, I mean, to your point about Green Day and, and Weezer, I mean, this is garagey. This, is, this feels raw almost kind of ramshackle in parts. And that's uh, very appealing to me. That's kind of what I like about Damager music.
2: Yeah. Well, the, the record was all like stuff I engineered at home and mixed. Um, And then our our good friend, Ryan Pollack mastered it. Um, I think going forward, the intention is to like open it up a little bit more and, and try to more, I don't know, produce, produce it a little bit more. Um, Like, there is like something that appeals to me is like trying to only write parts that we know we can play live. Um, there's something kind of like to the simplicity of um, sort of classic punk or even, mm-hmm. you know, um, post-punk revival bands like The Strokes or something that it's just like they write stuff that they can play, or at least at the beginning they did, you know, stuff they can play on stage, um, which I've always liked. Um, I didn't want to put too many like synth parts in there and things mm-hmm. that I knew I wouldn't there was never an idea to have a synth player or anything. So it's uh, kind of driving the songwriting and then also the production. So, um, yeah.
0: Here's some songs about drinking is uh, the way you, you frame these songs, the song designated hitter. Now this, this doesn't sound like a song about baseball. This sounds like a cry for help.
2: <laughs> this is, there was uh it's funny. Cause that's what Garrison says when I send him demos. <laughs>
1: Are you okay, dude? <laughs> I think that's really? what he's,
2: uh, yeah. He's like, I think, I think it was the song "Tired Bad" was like the one of the first ones post like the original crop of songs that I sent him, and he said, I think the, that that exact sentence, like, "Are you, this is really good? Are you okay?" Um, I don't know. It there's,
0: I thought we said we weren't going to get into my neuroses, James. Um, well, this is indir- <laughs> indirect. I, I'm as calm as ever, I'm as cold as ice, I'm shuddering in the darkness of daytime i i Dan, I want to give you a hug
2: World uh, virtual hug uh-huh yeah um things are going better now, you know <laughs> um'm doing okay good good um <laughs> there's we all had it. we all we had a rough couple of years yeah, I mean the winters are tough. A lot of songs get written in the winter mm-hmm. um so Well, we'll say that. Um, But yeah, also designated hitter. I I thought for me, it was actually funnier as like the idea of like, you know, you might call a song a hitter like this is hitting like I'm like, Mm -hmm. this is a this song is designated hitter (laughs) like this is a good song. I think that's the double entendre. Like it's like a triple
0: entendre. almost. (laughs) It is. is. Most bands settle for a single entendre like boobs or whatever. I mean, you really. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you, you you work all the angles, uh, yeah. and I will say that there's there's a literary quality. I am made of solid gold, uh, mm-hmm. not your everyday lyrical references on that. Yeah, Rimbaud and Verlaine. Yeah, I mean i I, I don't hear the Strokes doing that.
2: No, but all the Strokes influences uh, television and and The Stooges and fair. Um, yeah, uh, Patti Smith. But uh, so I took a little bit from that. I like I sat down and read Rimbaud like, uh, season in hell, like specifically, like, where are some good lyrics in here? Cause I'm like, this is what the classic punks did. Right. Absolutely. Um, that, and, um, also like, I think Titus Andronicus is another band that, um, like is a shared, like huge favorite of ours. Um, and I've always admired how Patrick Sickles writes with these like, um, lofty sort of, uh, vocabulary and, and, and allusions. And I think he's said in the past that like the name Titus Andronicus was like intended to make them
0: sound smart, um, it like, worked. even though he's, he certainly is a smart guy. Right. <laughs> I bought it. Uh, you mentioned liquor song. Uh-huh. Now, since you're not a, a Chicago native, have you fallen prey to the, to the siren song of Malort as oh, the local, local spirit of choice? I love it.
2: Uh, I love Malort and old style. Give me a Chicago handshake any day. Um, I think the, the opening line of, of the song that we've, the, the newest song that we've been playing live, which you can see at G-Man Tavern on uh, March 26th, well done. um, is, uh, <laughs> is, uh, Kentucky hugs and Chicago handshakes.
0: Wait, what's um, a Kentucky hug?
2: A Kentucky hug is that feeling in your chest when you drink whiskey, uh, the, the warmth. Um, that's, uh, that's something I learned through through, through bourbon culture uh, and bourbon YouTube.
0: Kentucky Hug and Chicago Handshakes. Yeah. Uh, G-Man Saturday Night.
2: Yeah. You can you can find both of those things at G-Man Tavern.
0: So, I mean, this is a, a, all things considered a fairly newly minted band, but it seems like this is full speed ad. Lately, you guys are, are clicking. You, fig- you figured out who you are and what you want to do.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think there's a determination. I mean, Gary certainly has a lot of stage experience and is a, a very smart uh, artist. And uh, I think for me, I write a billion songs. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we've already got two of the, the artist pieces down and, and Adam is, uh, is our, is our rock. He's the scorpion um, as, as we've taken to calling him. He's so cool. Um and yeah, I don't know. We're having a good time. And I just I'm I'm a fan, you know, like I'm just a fan of Chicago music and being there at shows and being around. And I think just showing up and and caring is like all I really had to do to like make things happen.
1: I will say Dan goes to about two local shows a week. It's pretty uh,
0: I love that. Which I mean, when the, when this scene is really working and and, and clicking. You see a lot of that. You see a lot of musicians going to each other's shows. And that's as a fan who's not in a band, I always think that's the coolest thing in the world. like that. And it's happened for years. Some years are better than others, but it, when it, you really see that happen, it's, it's a pretty cool thing to be around. Yeah. That kind of yeah. like ego-free support.
1: Yeah, Chicago yeah. more than any city I've ever been in. It's pretty incredible.
0: It really is. Okay, so uh, we'll probably see some other musicians in the crowd. Here's the segue uh, at G-Man on March 26th, 6th. You're playing with background character and the trenches mm-hmm. at night. But you, my friends in Damager are headlining that uh, we can hear your music everywhere. We can uh, support you uh, by, by paying for it. We can go to band camp and, and listen uh, best team in baseball. Here's some songs about drinking. Uh, it's all there, all there for you. Uh, I, I think you're off to a killer start. I, I love where you guys are heading.
2: Thank, Thank you. you. And I forgot I wrote the thing about it. here's some songs about drinking. <laughs> works for me. Yeah.